0: Our gospel today comes from John chapter 12. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. sir we wish to see jesus it might seem like a simple request and really by this point in jesus's ministry it shouldn't be surprising to the disciples that people want to see jesus he's been healing and teaching and people are hearing about it but rather than saying sure right this way we don't know what philip says exactly to the people from greece asking about jesus but We do know that he apparently leaves them and goes to tell another disciple, Andrew. And together, rather than going to get these seekers and bringing them to Jesus, they go to tell Jesus what's going on. Why not just invite these people from Greece to meet Jesus? Certainly, Jesus has met plenty of people at this point. But I think what we're missing from this story is how extraordinary it is that these people from Greece would even speak to Philip and that Philip would even consider bringing them to Jesus. To the very early church who were predominantly Jewish in the beginning, these five words are a big deal. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. People outside the Jewish tribe in ancient Israel were considered unclean, considered outsiders, considered so other that the disciples in this moment are not sure what to do. Jesus was the Messiah for the Jewish people. And yes, at this point he's been seen and been seeing people from both inside and outside of Jerusalem, but this moment is still extraordinary. By this point in the Gospel of John, Jesus has been visited by a Pharisee, a Jewish religious leader named Nicodemus. He has shared good news with a Samaritan woman, a woman who herself was exiled and on the outside because of discrimination from her many husbands in her past. Jesus has healed the unclean. He has even raised a man named Lazarus from the dead, but spoken with Greeks. That might be too far, even for Jesus. In all these moments in Jesus' ministry in the Gospel of John, many of these experiences of Jesus are filled with words about seeing, about being seen. In the story of Nicodemus, Jesus says, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. And Nicodemus wonders about this new life Jesus speaks of and if it can really be seen. The Samaritan woman at the well says to the neighbors who exiled her, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. When she has been seen by Jesus, she calls to those around her to come and see so that they can be seen too. For the blind man who was healed, it was when Jesus saw him that Jesus knew he had been there a long time. And in Jesus seeing, he reaches out to this man and heals him of his long suffering. Jesus restores his sight. In the story of Lazarus being risen from the dead, before he can be risen, Lazarus's sister, Mary came where Jesus was and saw him and knelt at Jesus's feet. And when Jesus saw her weeping, Jesus wept too. In this moment of grief and relationship and seeing one another, Jesus does the impossible and calls Lazarus out of the tomb. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. In John, to see Jesus, to be seen by Jesus is more than just looking at him. It's more than just Jesus looking at you. It's not about watching or observing necessarily. In John, to see Jesus, to be seen by Jesus is to experience more than just sight, but relationship, healing, and hope in an extraordinary way. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. These people from Greece were on the outside were other and they represent the voices of the entire world, the world that God so loves asking, sir, we wish to see Jesus. I wonder if those people from Greece know what they represent. I wonder if they knew what they were saying. I wonder if we know ourselves when we ask that same question. And especially in the wake of this week with the Catholic Church repeating that the love between LGBTQ plus folk is not fit for blessing as a man who assumed massage parlors with primarily Asian American women was filled with sex workers and shot and killed eight of them. As we listen to those investigating investigating these murders claiming that it wasn't about race, it was because they were women who he assumed were sex workers and the shooter was just having a bad day. This has been a really hard week for those in marginalized communities to hear the kind of rhetoric that comes around these things to see the Asian American community face this violence. I wonder how those who face discrimination and violence like this might hear these words today. I know personally, as a member of the LGBTQ community, I hear them and I can feel the tears wanting to form right in the back of my eyes. I wonder if we know what we are saying when we say we want to see Jesus. Because I don't know, honestly, if seeing Jesus, if this beyond sight relationship, healing hope really comes to any of us just because we've asked for it, or in any way that we expect or have planned for. What is so extraordinary about the Greeks who come to Philip who say, sir, we wish to see Jesus, is that all of these experiences in John of seeing Jesus and being seen by Jesus, they all come as unexpected moments. The lives being lived right before those experiences, the time leading up to seeing Jesus and being seen by Jesus, are not planned moments, at least not by people. The lives being lived of blindness, of isolation and discrimination, of sorrow, remind us that this sight, this relationship, this healing, this hope, this experience of Jesus is not something that we can just make happen. It's in the life of Nicodemus who finds himself surrounded by fellow religious leaders focused on themselves and their students debating religious law and surrounded by a blindness to God in the midst of it. It's in the life of a Samaritan woman who has to go to the well by herself in the middle of the day because of the assumptions of other people based on who she is. In the isolation and discrimination that she faces, the Samaritan woman might wonder if the Messiah could be for her too. It's in the life of a blind man who has suffered for so long, who has wondered what he or someone else had done to cause him to suffer in this way. It's in the grief of Lazarus's family and friends, the tears weeping and filled with sorrow. It's in the humanity of it all the humanity of blindness, of isolation, of discrimination, of suffering, of sorrow. It's in the human experience that Jesus comes to us and sees us so that we can see him too. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. We wish to be seen, to be loved, to be forgiven, to be made whole, to be known, And when Jesus hears these words, he knows what humanity must see next. He knows what parts of humanity he must go to next. He knows that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it cannot become new. It cannot bring new life. Jesus knows that in order to see this world that God so loves to see all who are on the inside and outside to be in relationship with those who are considered other, to heal the brokenness and division in this world, to bring hope and new life in the midst of sin and death. Jesus knows he's going to the cross because it's there on the cross that God finds glory not in riches or power, but in blindness, in isolation, in suffering, in violence, in sorrow, in the humanity of it all, in the humanity on the cross. It's the brokenness of this world, of our humanness that Jesus takes to the cross, and it's Jesus being lifted up. It's Jesus rising from the dead that brings us sight so that we can see all people for who they are, fellow humans, part of our entire world, that this sight that can draw all people into a relationship that brings healing into a broken world and inspires hope in the midst of hopelessness. And that is not always what we want to see when we say, sir, I want to see Jesus. We don't always want to see the humanity of it all, to see ourselves in the humanity of it all. But here we are after a week of prejudicial rhetoric, of violence. And here Jesus is with those who are hurting, with us. And even when we can't see Jesus, Jesus still sees us. Jesus still sees you, you beloved child of God. Jesus calls you to be his servant to serve God and God's people. You real and human and in you, Jesus puts his trust. In you, Jesus calls a follower, a servant. In you, Jesus shares this sight with those you may have been blind to without hesitation or question. Through you, Jesus creates relationships with people you would never expect with people you might have considered other, with your neighbors in this world, in you, in us. Jesus heals the divisions between us. Jesus brings this healing for all people, whether Jewish or Greek or insert your label here, we are all welcome to come and see the love and mercy we have been given. Through you, Jesus creates hope, hope that we can see, hope that draws us into relationship, hope that heals the brokenness and divisions, hope that brings us to this new life and the one who gives his life for us. Hope that we too can say the words, we wish to see Jesus and in the humanity of it all, be seen and loved and called servants of God ourselves. Thanks be to God. Amen.